Well, Jason, here we are again in our empty auditorium <laughs> that has sort of been transformed from our auditorium into a makeshift, very large podcast studio. Yeah, this style of worship is a very far cry from first century worship, I think. <laughs> yes, very different. And very a far different. cry from what we are used to in our normal routines. Yeah. Uh, but we have all sort of been thrown off our normal routines and uh, are just at the beginning phases of that, it seems. And so uh, yeah, that it, really... It may be a while before we, you know, can kind of get back to what we're used to. That's right, yeah. And so that really was, was a lot of kind of the reasoning behind um, my, my desires to get this started was because... Uh, yeah, who knows how long it's going to be before we're back to, especially our, our Wednesday night programming, and we want to to provide a way for people to to have some some materials to to engage that are uh, spiritually formative and uh, it can be something to engage during this time, a way for people to continue to connect with each other and to life at the vine, and so that's what we're going to do through this series as we go through this this letter that Paul writes uh, to the Philippians. And I just want to reiterate something that we, we, we tried to, I think, touch on on Sunday, which is this idea that, because I've been seeing a lot of stuff, especially on social media and stuff, about not, uh, not being fearful, not worrying, not being anxious. Uh, if you're on social media, you've probably seen that there's a scripture from the book of Philippians from Paul about do not be anxious about anything. Uh, all those types of things that, we, that, that are floating around a lot. And just to reiter- reiterate something we talked about on Sunday, which is that you can, you can take responsible and, and prudent action, and that doesn't mean that you're worrying or being fearful. Uh, and so heeding calls for social distancing, for staying at home, for doing things to keep, to keep all of us safe at this point, does not mean that you are acting in fear or worry or, or anxiety. Um, it, it means that we're taking responsible action. And I know we're all kind of learning as we go in this and kind of learning on the fly and, and understanding the benefits of all those things as we go. Uh, I mean, my family, we were just at Disney World last week with who knows how many people, which just seems really odd at this point um, as even Disney World is now closed. But but. Uh, we can we can take responsible action with without it being um, action based in in fear and anxiety and and worry, um, and so I see some of that in in this book of, of Philippians because Paul writes Philippians uh, from from very much a place of uncertainty. We're going to get into it a little bit more next week, where where he 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 even. You can, you can hear him kind of writing out his own thoughts of whether it's better for him to die in jail so that he can kind of be fully united with Jesus or continue living on earth. And he's just kind of parsing out the benefits of both of those on the pages of Philippians. And, and so he's very much wrestling with his own mortality and uncertainty about not knowing what's going to happen to him. Uh, and yet, uh, we, we find in this letter then this 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 encouragement to people to stand firm in times of uncertainty. He uses that phrase twice, stand firm. Um, and, and it's a letter full of, of rejoicing uh, and, and Paul's words of, of being glad. Uh, rejoice is a word that comes up eight times in the letter. Joy comes up five times. He, he says glad three times just in these short 
four, four chapters. Uh, and so I think it certainly has something for us to say in this moment. And, and so each Wednesday, we're going to be releasing uh, a podcast episode that's got some information in it about the, the book, along with some study guide materials uh, and ways for you to, to engage the material on your own uh, and, and with others in, in online forums as well. And so for this first week, we're going to be in Philippians 1. And uh, I'm going to read for us Philippians 1, uh, starting in verse 12, going through about the middle of verse 18. This is going to be our focus for this, this podcast lesson, at least. Uh, and I want you to, to listen. I want us to listen to what Paul has to say about how he is viewing his time in jail. Uh, because this is very much a disruption of life for Paul. Uh, I don't know about you, but I picture Paul as being very much a mover and a, a man of action and a man who's going all over the place and, and he's got things to do. And, and, and now we find his life disrupted. And, and we find him in, in those situations all throughout, especially all throughout Acts. There are times when he's deserted on islands. There's times that he's in jail. There's times that he, is, his, he has to spend more time than he had planned in a certain place. And, and so as we find our lives disrupted, I think it's good to look at, at how Paul views this time of, of disruption and how he uses this time uh, and the way that he kind of keeps it in perspective. Uh, so this is Philippians 1, 12. Again, I said uh, verse 12 through the middle of about verse 18. He says, Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. As a result, it, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. It is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter do so out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former preach Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I am in chains. But what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. Uh, okay, so Jason, I'm going to ask you here in just a second if you've got thoughts of, of what, what you think these words of Paul may be speaking specifically to, to our moment that we're in right now. Um, but I want us to notice a couple of things. One Paul, Paul acknowledges here that, that there are people who have various motives for preaching Christ. Uh, and he says, he says, you know, my time in prison, my time in jail here is serving to, to propel a couple of different groups to preach the gospel. Uh, some are doing so because they've been inspired basically by, by Paul's defense of the gospel, uh, and they are now kind of championing what Paul has been doing and taking that message out and, and doing the, the work that Paul had been doing. Then he says some, basically it just sounds like almost are kind of trying to make a name for themselves. They're doing so out of rivalry. Maybe they, they see this as a chance to make a name for themselves while, while Paul is kind of um, disconnected from regular life. Uh, but interestingly enough, he says either way, um, it's, it's for the best because, because Christ is being preached. 
and he has this view that no matter what's going on, and, and even no matter people's motivations for preaching Christ, as long as Christ is being preached, um, Paul is going to rejoice because of that, which, which I think is, is, is very interesting. Uh, but then also this idea that, that Paul is taking this moment of disruption. And it would be very easy for, for Paul to kind of be sulking, to, to be doing the woe is me kind of a thing, to say, I'm just going to kind of sit here and take a step back and, and recoup and lick my wounds and, and rest while I'm sitting here in, in jail. But instead, he sees it as another opportunity to, to do gospel work um, and, and to encourage and to lift up and, and to, for this to be a way that, that his message is continued even from jail. And so he is finding opportunities in this time of disruption to continue the work that he has been doing even outside of jail. Um, and so I'm, I'm going to come back to, to a couple of those things kind of as we close here in just a little bit. Uh, but I'm curious, uh, Jason, we didn't, we didn't even kind of talk about any of this beforehand. So just as you're kind of hearing these words from Paul, uh, what do you see in here or what do you think this may have to say to, to our current situation and, and moment that we find ourselves in? You know, I don't, um, I don't know if you had planned on speaking on Philippians at this point uh, or if you chose this specifically because of the time that we're in, but I can't think of uh, a better parallel uh, scripture in Paul's letters as when he's writing about being in uh, a prisoner. Um, unless we, unless you've actually been in prison, right now probably is the closest thing that all of us feel to being in prison. So we are self-quarantining uh, ourselves. We are social distancing. We are, um, you know, in some cases not permitted to to go about our lives normally. Um, you know, schools are closed, churches are closed, um, entertainment venues are closed, the public gathering spaces that we typically have either are closed or at least we're being encouraged not to, to go there. And for many of us, I know talking to Aiden and Regan the last couple of days, they feel like, and they've only missed now their second day of school, they feel like prisoners in their own home. Yeah, it feels so disruptive, and we're still probably on the yeah. very front end of this. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and so Paul talking about, um, you know, that people, that he is in prison for the sake of Christ. And I think it's in verse 12 when he says, um, my situation has actually turned out to advance the gospel. I mean... We, we think about the trials and tribulations that we go through, the imprisonment that he, that Paul is under, the quarantine that we're under, and we're thinking, how can the gospel be advanced in that yeah. time? And I don't have a clear answer to that in our current situation, but I think that's, that's the focus that we have to keep in front of us, is that the will of God, the gospel of, of Jesus Christ, um, can be advanced in any situation, no matter how... Um, how inconvenient or how seemingly, uh, you know, crisis-oriented it may, it may be. And I think for us to kind of look at this situation as, I mean, it's a bad situation. There's no disagreeing with that by any means. But to look at this as purely 
bad where no good can come of it, I think undermines the ability of God to use every situation to his glory. And so that's kind of the first thing that comes to mind is just how Paul's perspective in this letter is, hey, I'm in prison, and guess what? There are some amazing things happening here. Um, Should give us the encouragement to look at our current situation um, in the same way. Now, kind of moving down a little bit further to like verses, um, you know, 15 and 16 and 17. I mean, I, I think anytime that we, um, anytime that we are, are doing something ostensibly for the good of others, I think it is important for us to have an understanding of what is my drive? What is my motivation here? So am I, um, you know, am I helping other people in order to get praise for that, in order to get acknowledgement? Or am I helping other people because they're people in need and, and I'm someone in a position to be able to help them? And so I want to be able to do that regardless of whatever kind of praise, acknowledgement, you know, repayment I may receive from that. Um, and I think a, a good example of that is is kind of what we're going through right now. So am I going to the grocery store and just getting everything off the shelves that I can in case I am, remain in this quarantine for the next month? Or am I going in there recognizing, you know what, I'm not the only one living in this community. I'm not the only one who needs toilet paper and yeah. lunch meat and whatever else might be there. So, uh, you know, am I am I you know, reaching out in whatever way I can to, to help people while still, you know, being conscientious of the precautions that are in place. You know, so what is my role here? What is my attitude towards um, helping other people while still taking care of myself and my family? And I think those are questions that, that we need to, to be very deliberate about asking. Why am I doing the things that, I, that I'm doing? Am I doing them because it's the right thing to do and because I'm attempting to live out the message of Jesus Christ, or am I doing it um, out of selfishness or out of, you know, what I may get out of it? Or as we talked about last week, am I doing it purely out of fear? You know, why am I doing what I'm doing? I don't know that that's always the most important question to ask ourselves, but I definitely think it's an important question that we need to ask periodically. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, going to HEB right now is is a fascinating experience, and I went the other day, and two of the normal things on my shopping list are uh, Brussels sprouts and the canned cinnamon rolls from Pillsbury, which go to get, you know, nat- naturally. <laughs> uh, and it's, I don't uh, know about your definition of them. naturally, but... I don't eat them together in a meal, but they are two staples of my shopping list. I see. And, okay. um, and it's, you know, there were plenty of Brussels sprouts. There were no cinnamon rolls. <laughs> <laughs> so the things that are out at HEB are interesting to, to take note of. So if, you, if you're in need of Brussels sprouts... H-E-B has plenty. <laughs> well, if I can get a hold of Meg's Cafe's uh, recipe for Brussels sprouts, oh, I may yes. do that. Those are pretty yes. good. Yes, you actually turned me on to those, and they uh, are quite, yeah. yes, quite tasty. Yeah. Um, okay, so, yeah, I, I think you're right. And, and we do see Paul's, uh, Paul's motivations really come, clear, come through here quite clearly, not only in those verses where he says, hey, you know, as long as Christ is being preached, I'm good. Um, and, and we're going to see his motivation, I think, clarified even even deeper next week as we get into the rest of chapter one um, next week. But but I want to focus as, as as we think about kind of what, what this means for us and what we can be doing this week. Um, really on, on verses 13 and 14 there for a second as we kind of 
um, think about going forward and, and what we can do, where he says, as a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. And so I, I, I think we, we, you know, we need to be asking ourselves these questions and kind of wrestling with how are we going to use this time? Um, what, what are our lives going to look like in this kind of unknown period of, uh, of maybe, you know, as self-quarantine or social distancing or time away from each other or whatever phraseology you've been thinking about or using? What do we do with this time? And, and, and I think it's a question to ask ourselves of, will it be clear to those around us? Will it be clear to those who, we, who see our posts on Facebook, who get our texts, who, who are listening to the, to the things that, that we're saying? Will it be clear to those around us that, that this is something that we are engaging for Christ, um, that, that we can use this time for kingdom-oriented purposes, uh, this can be a great opportunity for us to be church with each other, to check in with each other, to encourage each other, to lift each other up. Um, and, and that seems to be what Paul is doing. And as we're going to see, um, again, the, the, the study material that we'll send out with this podcast will include some stuff on the rest of chapter 1. And what we see uh, already in chapter 1 is that the ways in which Paul is using his time here in, in, in jail is that he is writing to people to encourage uh, other believers, and he's praying for, for believers. And those seem to be the primary two things that come out of this chapter. He's, he's praying for people, and he's writing to people to encourage them. And those are things that we can do in this moment. Uh, we, we, can, we can pray for each other. We can lift each other up in prayer. We can write to each other. Um, we, we, can, we can contact others. Uh, and so I want to encourage us to, to be thinking about ways that we can do those things. Um, people to, to whom we can write notes to, to, to encourage in that way. Um, people who we can pray for. Uh, how can we be, be, be purposefully engaging those, those disciplines at this time? Because uh, as, as many have said, there are, there are so many things that we can do with our time in this period that, that can be faith-forming, that can be positive, that can be good, that can cause us to rejoice in this time, as Paul is able to do here uh, while he's imprisoned. Yes, yeah, so as we close this, uh, this part of the podcast, I guess, um, I'll uh, close us in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we are um, scared, we are confused, we are very unsure about how things are going to go in the near future. Um, please enter our hearts. Allow us to use this time as a time to turn towards you. Our tendency sometimes is to take too close control of our situation or think that we need to take control of our situation. And while you do call us to action and you call us to be responsible and good stewards of the gifts that you've given us. Ultimately, Lord, we know that you are in control. Help us to lean into your uh, grace and lean into 
the way that you take care of us. Help ease our anxiety and our fear in this time of uncertainty. Help us to see this time as Paul saw his time in prison, uh, as a time for the gospel to advance in ways that we may not be able to see, but which you can use to your glory. Uh, Give us strength and patience. Uh, Help us to reach out to each other in ways that are safe but comforting until we can uh, gather again together. In your son's name we pray. Amen.